Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. Oh, the deals have been red hot. That's why car sales have been the way they've been. Plus, you're dealing with Sunbury Motors, so you're dealing with the best in the business anyway. Service department, sales staff, reputation, all big time. Great to have you with us. Um, Eagle lover slash eagle hater, Matt Catrillo with us. It depends on it depends on the drive, the moment. I'm just honest. That's all. I worry about you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm starting to worry about you. You know, to be honest with you, you're so emotional. I love my team. That's all. I bleed green. I feel like you're so desperate for to have them win with Luke alive. Well, yeah. I'll actually admit that. <laughs> this is not a good well, it's a it's kind of a half bad first impression because they're not playing great but yet they're in first place. This is usually not I mean, how it works. But we'll I take mean, it actually, During the day when you're at work, my understanding is that the little guy wears a cowboy's garb. <laughs> <laughs> well he know he he already knows better. By the way, I saw the pictures of uh, his first Halloween. Absolutely adorable. Oh, yeah, we had a really good time. Absolutely adorable. Well, thank you. All right. Andrew Marshawn today at 335. What sounds like the ESPN wants to make a bid for Sunday Night Football? Yeah, it's a big battle now between Disney, ABC, ESPN, and NBC. Billion-dollar battle. He reports. How much of a battle? Apparently billions of dollars, according to his report that I posted on our social media yesterday. Let, let's be honest about it. ESPN has already had the Sunday Night Football package. That's right. And when they, and when they had it, it wasn't popular. All right? Exactly. When, M- when NBC got it, it was. ESPN is an interesting boy, it's an interesting place. It really is. I would have assumed this is on me that if ESPN ever got a hold of a prime package that man, they would flourish and I couldn't wait to watch it. Yet it's been the opposite with me. Can I put my... Can I put my finger on why? I don't know. Well, there's a couple of things I don't understand. One, from ESPN's standpoint, why are you, like, 
put in this apparent all-out blitz to get Sunday night football when you now have ABC again, and why can't you just focus on making Monday night football the way it was and putting it on ABC like they did for the one couple of games this year where they had it on ABC and ESPN. I think it was the the Chiefs-Ravens game. And then from the NFL side of things, according to Andrew Marchand's report, the NFL is not factoring in announcing teams based on who who to give it to. It's just strictly money, which I mean obviously they're the NFL, I get it. But <laughs> at the same time though, like they, they they have to know. You can't be tone deaf to how bad ESPN has been with Monday night football. It's, it's slightly better this year, but it doesn't compare to what NBC does. So yeah, the money is probably probably talks, but you also still got to worry about how your product's being presented too. And NBC clearly does it the best way of all three networks. All four networks. <sighs> They do. All you know, CBS and Fox do a great job too. Oh, they do. Yeah, ESPN. Those three are here, and ESPN's here is what I'm saying, and they have to know that. It's interesting. You watch ESPN do college football, and they do a terrific job, especially when they decide to do the game. Because sometimes they don't do the game. And they got five thousand side stories. Like, hey, look, I only tuned in to see who wins the game. Um. But, see, I feel like NBC, CBS, and Fox lock in on the game. And say, I always thought, see, I think this is where where ESPN loses me a little bit. In that, my assumption was, let's go back 20 years. My assumption was if they had the, the big, a big package whether it was the the big uh, a big NFL package, a big NBA package, or whatever, that they'd be the ones that would lock in on the game and not and not play like it's Y World of Sports, where we got to find out about what you know, whatever. And it's been the opposite with them. Like sometimes, they, sometimes they spend too much time not doing the game. Now, now I don't know if there's. I'll give you a good example. Last night, this is one where I want to make sure I'm right. I'm not sure. But normally, when they're looking at a play that's being reviewed, especially a penalty, they kept talking about the pass interference play on the two point conversion at the end of the game. So the Giants have driven down. Daniel Jones throws a touchdown pass to Golden Tate. Now they're going to go for two. So the Giants go for two, and when they do, they try to slip Deion Lewis out of the backfield in the end zone. But Daniel Jones does not throw a good ball. He doesn't. He throws it behind Lewis. If he throws it in front of him, this is a no doubt. He throws it behind him. And they felt there was simultaneous contact between the ball getting there and Antoine Winfield Jr. getting there. Okay, fine, fair. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not here to talk about the call. By the way, I have an answer for Miriam's call yesterday too. By the way, okay. And she asked about Sean Clifford uh, having his helmet taken off. I finally did watch the play, and I actually I found that how quickly did I find the play after? Like after the show, like it was like nine, less than ninety seconds. I found. The yeah, play. you found it I pretty quick. I, no, no, I have the ability to pick out on on my iPad where where it is. Uh, so I'll have an answer for her in a second. 
So they're talking about the play and talking about the play and they're talking about the play. Well, we're sitting here as viewers. What don't we what don't we see? A replay of the play. And they're talking about it and the officials are discussing it and we don't see it and the officials are talking about it and the announcers are discussing it and we still don't see it. And then they made the ruling that it was going to be it's incidental, whatever, and they're going to pick up the flag. Okay, fine. Then they show the replay. Huh? Now, were they? are they not allowed to? I want to at least give them the benefit of the doubt, but if they're allowed to show it right away, uh, no offense here, but why aren't we watching it? I kept waiting for them to show it. Kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. Then the ruling's made. Now we're going to show it. What kind of... If they are not allowed to show it, then they get the benefit of the doubt from me until after the call's made. But if they're allowed to show it, what the heck are you waiting for? Who made that decision? It's the play that potentially can tie the game. See, that's where they're losing me. They're losing me with decisions like that where you're like, okay, this is like this is the big the big moment here. You know, will the Giants get a second shot at it or will it have to be an onside kick? And I'm not saying that the officials are right or wrong here. I could care less. All right. But I'm just talking from a TV point of view, like, huh? Why are we waiting to watch this? We have all sorts of opinions from the three guys in the booth, and it's not their fault, by the way. They're just doing what they're told. That's that's not their fault in the least. But this is what their production at times, we sit back and go, really? All right. <sighs> so we'll see what Andrew has to say about all this coming up. Um. Uh, to me, NBC losing if they were if they were to lose Sunday Night Football, I think that would be an incredible blow to the NFL. Moving it to ESPN slash ABC, I don't know. I'd rather see I'd rather see ESPN get Thursday Night Football, like do Thursday Monday. But I don't think NFL Network, with the NFL Network, I don't think ESPN wants to share it with that, do they? Probably not, because that's uh, no. that deal that they have with CBS and now they have with Fox. And to be honest, Fox does a great job with their presentation, too, because they treat it like Fox a Sunday, is, and it's great. Fox is, Fox is really good. They To me, so they've CBS. done the best job with Thursday Night Football so far. And by the way, CBS is really good. I mean, that, I mean that's the part. I mean, they've got... CBS does a really nice job on on that. They really do. Oh well. Okay, we'll talk to Andrew about that. It's uh, this is going to be intriguing uh, to see what they do with all this. Wow. Ah. <sighs> All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by our good friends at 
Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us here on the uh, show today. Uh, Andrew Marchand coming up. Looking forward to that. And uh, talk to him about the Sunday Night Football package. Lots of money involved in that. Uh, now, the, there's good news to that, by the way. You know what the good news is? From what we can tell, based on our sources, there is no bidding for the Shikolumi package. I can't confirm that. That is correct. They got a game this week, don't they? Yep, last one of the year against Mifflinburg. Hey, look. You know what? They got through the whole season. Yeah. Nope, really, got- no problems at all, at least with our teams down here. There were a couple up in the northern tier, Williamsport here and there, but nothing absolutely major. So, yeah, it was very, very good to see. Wisconsin is not playing this weekend. Wisconsin is playing, uh, is was supposed to play Purdue. They are not going to be playing. And... They are now down to it. They cannot. They cannot miss another game. You have to play a minimum of six games. To qualify for the Big Ten championship game. Um, that's the they they have to. Six games to qualify. And they're down to it. They can't miss anymore. So, they have 27 cases now, or at least 27 active positives. No offense. Okay, maybe the Geisinger people will get mad at me. I can't refer to them as cases. To me, you're a case if you're seeing a doctor. Okay, you're a case, right? If you're not feeling well and you tested for it, okay, fine, and they're telling you to stay at home for a, couple, for a week or two, I mean, are you a case? 
but I guess it's the word everybody's using these days. But they have 27 positives. Because they have 27 positives, they're not going to play this weekend. Which is interesting. Now, to me, part of this would be, are the, you know, we know the quarterback part is uh, is hit because Cone's hurt. We know Mertz and uh, the third stringer both tested positive. We know that. The fourth stringer is fine. They have enough players, quote, to play, you know. Um, you know, if you have 27, that means they still have 90-plus players. I mean, they have, what, 115 on their team? Now, the 27 includes 15 players of the 27. That's my understanding. That means they have between 95 and 100 players still available to play. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a positional thing. And if it's a positional thing, for an example, we you know we're down to one quarterback. You know you know what I mean? That because they've done that before. What LSU one point during the preseason was down to four offensive linemen. Well, if you're in that situation, I got it. But they have you know, I know they're trying to to push back an outbreak. I got that. Totally get that. But do they actually have enough players to play? The question is probably yes, but they haven't been practicing either. That's the other part, and that's probably the biggest reason why. They have not been practicing. Speaking of practicing, Matt walked by the back corner office today, and he was hearing first and ten shickle on me. Some people practice all the time. Yeah, vocal exercises to keep the pipes going. That's how you win awards there, lad. <laughs> Waiting for my... My profile is Susquehanna Life Magazine. Hey, Cover everybody story. does their own thing. Cover story. <laughs> Entitled The Pulse of the Valley. What do you think? Huh? Perfect. Yes, he is. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory, service department, takes care of everything, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Neil Kulong in the Steelers next half hour. Jeff Ehrman on Maryland football final half hour. Now we bring in Andrew Marshawn from the New York Post. Andrew, welcome back. It is great to hear you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to hear you guys. Uh, to be on the show again. 
Well, let's try. Okay, so let's get to Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, the NFL did a great job of settling the labor part of it for 10 years to then set up the next part, which is the TV part. So what does Disney slash ESPN want to do to attempt to wrest the package of Sunday Night Football away from NBC? Well, first off, they're willing to put it on ABC or, or like to put it on ABC. Uh, and right now, ESPN, Disney, they pay about $2 billion per year for Monday Night Football, which the games aren't as good as uh, what NBC has on Sunday night, uh, which is the number one primetime package and, and also number one rated show on, on network TV. Um, so uh, ESPN's point of view is that they are paying the most, and so they should get the best games. It's a pretty good argument for Disney. So they, they, they're, they would like to take that Sunday night package from NBC uh, if, they're gonna, if they're still going to spend the most. Uh, you know, one of the other reasons that they do spend the most is that they have to pay for all the highlights you see every day on ESPN. Uh, you know, that's part of the package. You know, you can value that about four hundred, five hundred million. That's still half right. a billion more that they're paying, and they have no Super Bowl. So I could see uh, Disney's uh, reasoning behind it. Will the NFL um, you know, go with it? That remains to be seen. But it, it definitely there's a fight going on there. How does the NFL feel about uh, NBC's presentation of Sunday night? Well, that's where NBC does have an advantage. They have the best presentation, you could argue, of any of the networks. Um, and you know, with the one game, uh, they have Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, you know, it's a very strong team. Everyone has their opinions. You know, obviously Tony Romo has become uh, considered the top, you know, NFL analyst for games. Uh, but still, uh, again, like I said, everyone can have their opinion, but that's a really strong broadcast booth. Uh, their producer, Fred Gidelli, has been doing it a long time, uh, and so uh, he's very well respected. That said, I don't know if that will win the day. It will be a factor, you know, tie goes to the runner kind of thing. If, it's, uh, if they're both willing to spend the same amount of money, then I think they would stick with NBC because of the better presentation and the continuity of it. But if ESPN... Disney slash ABC is willing to pay much more than uh, I, I don't think the fact that they NBC is the best production will, will is going to be worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars to make up the difference. And now let's uh, deal with a fallacy: broadcast booths don't make a difference in this situation, really, do they? No, they don't really. Um, yeah, I, mean, I I've talked to people, high level people who are involved in this, and they they that's not a huge factor. Now that said. You know, there's a big sweepstakes we just had, you know, right before the pandemic started uh, last March. So when I think it was April that the contract went down. It was Tony Romo, who got $17.5 million a year. The total value is $180 million when you consider all the perks and extras he has over 10 years. So why did he get $17.5 million? Well, because ESPN wanted him for Monday Night Football. Well, why did they want him? Well, they did want to go into the negotiation saying, we're willing to spend the most. We just got the top analyst. And to that, you know, their calculations, uh, and, and CBS also went with this at the end of the day. If I'm spending $2 billion, or in CBS's case, a little more than $1 billion a year, what's another $18 million to have the best uh, analyst? And so to impress the, the NFL. But still, at the end of the day, um, you know, if you put that $18 million into your bid, uh, you might be better off than just uh, um, spending the money on the broadcaster. So 
It's a factor in some regards in terms of perception, but but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to money. <laughs> That's what usually what it comes down to, as you and I both know. It it comes down to that. What's your initial read on Thursday night, which has popped around from CBS to NBC to Fox? What are some of the possibilities for Thursday night? Here's a theory. I haven't written this. We did so exclusive. Uh, for Steve Jones' show. Uh, there I you go, there's Andrew. A good chance that, um, or I shouldn't say good chance, a chance that the Thursday package is linked with the Sunday package. So ESPN slash ABC wants two packages. It kind of makes some sense to say, well, here, take the best, you get the best package now, but you also got to take Thursday. Because Thursday has sort of been difficult for any of the networks to really make work. Uh, it's been around now. Uh, it's been on CBS. It's been on NBC. Now it's on Fox. Uh, and, you know, and of course, it's also on NFL Network. And just the games aren't as good and the appetite for it isn't as great. Uh, but the NFL still likes that extra money. So I don't think Thursday night it's going to be there. Uh, but, um, you, know, I, you know, will networks all be maybe have some interest in it, but maybe not the price that Fox is paying, which is an ordinance uh, right now. Um, so, but could I see them saying to, to someone like ESPN slash ABC, you know what? Yeah, we'll give you Sunday night, but I think Thursday as well. Um, and then, could you put? Could, could you see ESPN having Thursday night football? It kind of feels kind of right when you think about it. And ABC taking you know Sunday or even Monday for that matter um, if they get a better schedule on Monday. So um, I, that's where I think maybe Disney's second package comes from. It could be that Thursday. But then the other well, here's another one though is that you know maybe. ESPN says, no, we like Monday Night Football. We want to keep it on ESPN, and we also want Sunday Night, so that you know NBC could be uh, left going for Thursday. But the key there is that you know I think NBC might be in a position where they paid a little bit more. Maybe it's a four-network rotation for the Super Bowl, because that's where the money, you know, not all is, but there's a lot of money in that Super Bowl, of course. And so, uh, um, but, but that package is really the worst of all of them. And then the wild card in all this is Amazon, and Apple, right. you know, could they, you know, they have deep pockets and could they be factors? I don't think so. Can't rule them entirely out, but I don't think, you know, I think they'll be involved in the digital aspect of it. You know, the game's on Fox or, you know, or ESPN, and then you have it on Amazon Prime, you know, digitally. Uh, I think that's possible, but uh, I don't know if they're going to get, unless they just really dig down deep and say, we want this, and obviously they have so much money. Uh, and then, then maybe they can get a standalone package, but nothing. I don't think a real marquee. Thursday is probably the best if I even doubt that one. So let's take this a step further in all this. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, ESPN ABC does get a Thursday night package. Where does this leave NFL Network? Because now you'd have that package already on cable on ESPN. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. So maybe my theory that I gave you. I actually like such a good theory. You just put a pin in it. Um, <laughs> but the uh, I, don't know, host. I don't know. I have to look at the cable deals. Look, I think for uh, the NFL network deals, they have to have a certain amount of games uh, on to keep their rate where it is. Uh, so that's why they do. What is it like maybe four to six, maybe standalone games, and then the rest are simulcast with Fox. So they just get over that, you know, um, Mendoza line that they have for that. Um, so, um, I would say that, uh, yeah, an NFL network is a factor, but as they go forward, I'm not sure as how big a factor is because we know that okay. uh, cable, that business is changing. So it's not as big a 
because it's bigger play for the NFL now. They like that um, uh, the fees that they get, like everyone else at ESPN does. But long term, would they be better off just uh, you know having NFL Network? But maybe that's not where the future home of the game uh, might be. Which maybe at uh, you know at first blush when they first started NFL Network, you kind of looked at it just to replace ESPN. Now where the world is gone, it's the uh, cord cutting. You know, it doesn't look as, as as great a play as it did when it first came out on that network. Andrew, Major League Baseball for a moment. Uh, TBS Turner already has its deal set with Major League Baseball. Where does ESPN now stand with MLB? Yeah, they're still negotiating, and from what I'm told, that Monday, Wednesday national game uh, window, I think that could go away. Pretty good chance of that. Uh, ESPN could keep Sunday night baseball, and then if the extended playoffs that we just saw, if they can agree to that, maybe they can play association for those continue. Uh, I could see ESPN, I mean, from ABC, uh, having that most of the first round, if not all of it. Uh, so uh, I think that's where they're you know, where ESPN's going. You know, it used to be ESPN bought everything, it was basically, you know, wholesale. Uh, and they had marquee events. And they you know, obviously moved into more of the marquee events. Yeah. But now that that wholesale business is kind of going to ESPN Plus, where, you know, they're trying to get as many games and every kind of function that you could have uh, on that platform. Uh, and so ESPN is becoming more of they want destination events. So uh, they think like Home Run Derby is one uh, in baseball. Sunday night, a little bit, not as much, but a little bit. And then the playoffs. I do think they were disappointed not to be able to bid on the league championship series. Uh, baseball just let Turner um, have a deal in the exclusive window. Now they did raise the play 65%, and maybe in this climate, I think the MLB just said, you know what, let's just uh, take a bite of the apple, you know, because we don't know where things are going. Uh, but I do think ESPN would have wanted to be in that LCS uh, talks. I don't know about the DSs, because the division series, right. kind of, if you look at where they have a schedule to get. Uh, they can't deal with college football. And plus, Turner, I believe, in their new deal, instead of being on Sunday during the regular season, they get a Tuesday night out of it. So yeah. there would be at yeah. least no, a game in the next year, the year after. Yeah. Uh, a fascinating local New York story, but it's a name that people nationally know. Craig Carton is back on WFAN. And he, you know, I, think some, I think some people know a story, but I'll just do a – and if I miss something, I'll just do a quick – uh, sure. Bullet point of here. He went to prison. Uh, what wire and securities fraud, I believe, because he owed like four point eight million dollars because of gambling debts, and you know he yeah. did various ways to do this. Well, it ends up he goes in prison. He gets a second chance out of this. You've had a chance to talk to him. A, did you sense that you were talking to a different guy than you'd either heard or talked to before? And what does he take from his second chance at such a high profile job? So to answer your question, do I think he's a little bit different? I do. Um, will he be different on the air? Uh, he's been on the air now. He went on for an hour to kind of talk to the audience after he spoke with me and I did my story. Um, he didn't sound that much different. So I think, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, just for people who maybe don't know, so for 10 years, after Don Inus, you know, legendary figure got in trouble for saying racist things about the Rutgers basketball team and got fired, uh, Craig Carden came in and with Boomer Sison, the former All-Pro quarterback with the Bengals, 
Uh, they had a successful number one rated in the morning uh, talk show on WFAN, the biggest sports station in New York. And, um, and then Carton got in trouble gambling debt. He's an admitted gambling addict and went to prison for what was a three-and-a-half-year term. Uh, the short way to put it, he got out early for good behavior uh, after serving in Lewisburg um, and minimum security. And he uh, um, now is getting a second chance. And, um, yeah, it's an interesting story. I mean, we in New York, the radio business is sort of like another team uh, to cover uh, between ESPN, which is led by Michael Kay, who's a Yankee announcer, in the afternoon. Yep. And then now, you know, for years and years, it was Mike and the Mad Dog. And then it was just Mike Francesa. Uh, and now it's Craig Carton. And his partner's Evan Roberts. He's been around a long time. He's a young guy, but he's only 37. But he's uh, been around for a good 15 years now. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, is he changed? I'm not sure about that. How much? I think he's been a little bit remorseful. I and mean, he takes responsibility. He says pretty much the right thing. Uh, but in terms of how he'll be on the air, I think he'll be... Uh, I think he'll be similar. I mean, I think he has to change a little bit. When I jump down the empathy, and he did say he was going to be more empathetic, but it wasn't like, um, I don't know. I, I, we'll see how, where, where it comes. I mean, he, he was pretty uh, outspoken. You know, he said that the people who complain about him getting the second chance or in the radio business, that they have three years to take his spot and they just need to get better, basically. That's what he's commenting yeah. to that. But he's a pretty, you know, he's, he's obnoxious. He's, he's entertaining. He's funny, uh, but he's very obnoxious. Uh, so uh, yeah. it should be fun. Yeah, because he was in Lewisburg, as you mentioned, which is what ten miles from the station. All right, it's, it's ten miles away from the station. Where it was they probably in the background probably had this show on. He said, "Man, I got to get back." All right, uh, <laughs> Andrew. It's always yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, if I can't if I can't make fun of myself, I can't make fun of anybody. Yeah. Hey. Andrew, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. You're brilliant at your work, and just always great to talk to. All right, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Be well. Be safe. You too, uh, my friend. Uh, everyone's safe, uh, especially today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew Marshawn joining us from the New York Post, and we will come. I mean, how about that? I mean, Carton was in Lewisburg. Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. That's why I'm here, man. There you go. You asked the, you asked the tough questions, and we get the good answers. I didn't say they were tough questions, but I mean that's. <laughs> but I knew he was there. And, wow, you know, and I mean, I guess privately, when when you talk to him, you know, when people have talked to him, they said, "Yeah, oh, it spurred him to come back," and he said, "Chickle on me football." We'll come back with what? <laughs> well, what? Said he loved the Lewisburg broadcast. Oh, there we go. But Seals Grove was really good. I said, well, what about shikalimming? Okay. <laughs> his, quote, his quote was, I knew I need to get back. I said, I need to get back in the game. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're awful, the worst. You know who else was in Lewisburg? Who? You ever watched the movie Goodfellas? I've heard of it, but I have not watched it. Oh, you've got to watch Goodfellas. I'm very, very bad with movies. Just ask Henry anybody. Hitt. Okay, Ray Liotta. Outstanding actor, by the way. Fabulous. Plays the role of Henry Hill. He was in Lewisburg. 
about that? Wow. Yeah. If you watch the end of the movie, where near the end of the movie, near the end of the movie, where he's on trial, he inadvertently slips in the the BC point shaving scandal. Like just like slips it in, Rick Kuhn and a couple of others uh, uh, were involved in that, and the reputations were soiled by it. You know, point shaving. And Henry Hill was involved in that. You know, to them, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, we did this other thing, too. Meanwhile, the guys that were accused of shaving points, their reputations were trashed. <laughs> they are like, yeah, yeah, it's just a side thing we did. You know, we ripped off Lutanza, but, you know, we also shaved points, too. All right, back with more in a moment. I mean, I mean, Cart was over at Lewisburg, right? Big fan of yours. He thinks you're terrific. Oh, that's good to know. Thinks the chief is tremendous. I said, well, then what was your problem with the Shiglemi broadcast? Conversation kind of died off after that. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, let's get to quickly Baird and Sealens Grove in the Ohio State game. Hi, Baird. Sorry to make you wait. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem, Steve. Thank you very much. Actually, um, I don't do any any uh, social media. My son sent me a, a snapshot of a text from, uh, excuse me, uh, a tweet from Jay Paterno this morning. Apparently, Jay went to, to vote, and uh, as it turns out, his ballot was number 409. <laughs> and so when he stepped, stepped up to the elector's table, they called out his birth name, which is, of course, Joseph Paterno. Number four zero nine, and so he he took a quick picture of it and put it on his tweet. I thought that was pretty cool. That is, uh, I'll see Jay tomorrow. That's pretty cool. So the other thing is talking about his dad. I can't, in my wildest dreams, have ever fathomed Joe Paterno, for that matter, James Franklin, going out whenever my team is on, in the middle of a fight and inciting the crowd in the process. And that, that just boggles my mind how that happens. Talk about, you talking about Dan Mullen? You talking about Dan Mullen? Yes, exactly. In Florida, so, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I agree I, with you. I found that very unprofessional. Barrett, I'm with very you all the way. I'm, I'm with you all the way on that, Baird. That, I mean, you're absolutely right. That never would have happened. They'd have been out there, either one of them, been out there trying to throw people out, get them away from it. Because that's the, you know, James isn't going to tolerate that, and Joe never would have tolerated it, ever. And, and I keep looking for something in, in, in the uh, the news about whatever, uh, whatever uh, the University of Florida has done with regard to that. And, you know, nothing. Crickets. I, I, I don't understand. So. SEC fined uh, Mullen $25,000. So they did at least do All that. Right. Baird, thanks so much. Going to get to the news. Thanks for the great call. Awesome. News next. <laughs> 